The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Show you're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters, and of course, I'm back in Phoenix after taking the long trip down to Houston. And by the way, uh, for those of you out there that have never had the opportunity to visit Houston, and I know that every city uh, as we travel to partake in what is known as uh, wow, the uh, I guess it's the greatest championship there is, which is the Super Bowl. Uh, the city's rolled out the red carpet for uh, those of us coming in to participate. Uh, of course, the teams that are playing, uh, the former, the current players that are there to uh, to watch the game and, and take place with the festivities and, and former players. We, too, are there to uh, handle our business. A live broadcast that I've been doing for God only knows how long. I uh, continue to do that from the Player Network and event. But uh, the city's always rolled out the red carpet, and I, I just want to say thank you. To all those from the city of Houston, and, and what matters to me is that the city of Houston uh, were very, very much um, ready for the Super Bowl. They took care of everybody, uh, very few uh, problems. I understand there were some protests before the game. Uh, again, that's, that's politics, and that uh, had nothing necessarily to do with players except for those who or uh, allowed to and express uh, their own personal feelings. So um, we had some of that, too. But but it was a great time. It really was. And so uh, what matters to me is that I, that I want you all to know that uh, we were pleased uh, with our attendance and our stay in Houston. And it's one of those things, if you get a chance to uh, visit that lovely city, you might want to do it. Um, I believe there was a football game this past weekend. And, man... <laughs> If there was, uh, if there was uh, ever uh, a, a time for a person to uh, put on their, um, uh, I guess, the best show in, that they've ever put on in, in their lives, uh, uh, perhaps maybe to show people that they are the best at what they do and uh, to become perhaps maybe one of the undisputed champs of champions uh, in different sports, uh, I think Tom was up to the task. Uh, so so I'm one of those people. I'm willing to hey, hand the reins over to him. Uh, he is the GOAT, of course, the greatest of all times, and uh, uh, it was on display. But uh, but first of all, I just want to thank some of those people that when I was there, uh, Sue Grabkowski, Sue Grabkowski. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. correctly. Uh, but Sue... Uh, is from Squawker, and they did an outstanding job uh, facilitating the broadcast that we did when we were there. Uh, it was on, um, it was streaming live. It just did a great job. We had a lot of people there. Toyota was there. And these people come for the purpose of working with players. They're player-friendly companies. They're interested in uh, players as they transition from the league and, and playing to come work for them. And, um, of course, uh, as I said, Squawker and Toyota was there. And Jerry Ball, man, Jerry Ball, you know, former player who is the president down there of the Houston uh, Former Players Association. Uh, Jerry was the host, and he, he just did an outstanding job, a great, great job. And then, of course, uh, there were the folks that they're there that we're supposed to put our trust in, and that is called, uh, from the National Football League Players Association, the trust was also there. And um, Bahati always does an outstanding job. Um, John was also there with him as as well. 
and John is from Afterlife, and John, they, they did an outstanding job. It was just, it, w- it was good. It was good to see so many players. I got a chance to, uh, to uh, interview and, and talk with uh, countless players. You know, I, I know there was, uh, I've got a list here, so I know my list has got 31 names on it. So, <laughs> you know, and I tried to talk to as many guys I, as I possibly could. But as I said, uh, you know, Jerry deserves uh, attention and special recognition for what he does. Of course, we know uh, in this media business, uh, if there is uh, such a thing as a role model for us within this business, it ha- we have to tip our hats. And, of course, it goes out to Spencer Tillman. Spencer was there as always uh, doing a great job. Some of the young fellows, of course, uh, Tyler Patton was there. Tyler's been a, a good friend of, of P&E. Uh, Tyler is no longer with the Dallas Cowboys but with the Carolina Panthers. And um, it was good to see Tyler as, as always. And uh, Charlie Batch was there. Charlie was... Uh, of course, uh, former quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Charlie has a new product. He's uh, it's something to do with. Uh, it's a medical product, I think, and, and he's actually doing some work with that uh, school up north. Can't believe I mentioned that, but <laughs> Charlie's doing a good job. Uh, so, just want to give a shout out to Charlie. I got a good uh, chance to see my good friend uh, G. Cobb. Uh, Gary, of course, is an ambassador. Uh, with the league, and uh, you know they're providing services for former players, and he's doing an outstanding job. Got a chance to see a you know, former teammate of mine, one of my best friends in life, attorney brother as well, uh, Keith Ferguson. Actually, Ferg was kind of a host to me the entire time. We kind of hung out a little bit. Got a chance to see him, one of my other former teammates, Bill Jaco. Got a chance to see Jake, who moving around a little slow, but he's hanging in there. Hang on in there, Jake. Uh, you know, get them knees better, man. And uh, it was good to see uh, Felix Jones again. I haven't seen Felix in a uh, in a while, maybe since maybe last year, you know, I got a chance to see Felix, but just had a chance to see him. But uh, just a lot of guys. Al Smith is always there. I, of course, play for the Texans. He always shows up. Uh, but again, the player networking event is an opportunity for us to get a chance to come together uh, to let people know what players are doing. Uh, the show that I, you know, basically created and continue to broadcast is called Handle Your Business because it's important. Uh, there is actually an investment that is made into when we're younger as student athletes. And, you know, you look for a return on that investment. Uh, you see that return, uh, that product on the field. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better return on your investment. Those advertisers and sponsors that put all that money out. Could you ask for a better football game? There's never been a better football game than you got. So if we, the effort that we exert on that football field, uh, it's supposed to be the best you possibly could give. But we also want to help each other and to work with companies that are in support of us, of us doing that same thing within their corporations as employees. Or if we have our own businesses, we can head it up, but we need the support of other people around us because that gallant effort that we put out on the football field, we could take that into corporate America. And imagine somebody to take those same transferable skills that they learn in sports, and you only learn them in sports. It's a shame. I mean, it's, it's not a book. It's not a classroom thing. I, I can't even tell you what it is. It's just something that you dig deep down inside, and it's one of these things that you have, certainly when it comes to the execution of a play, you've practiced that play over and over and again. But then some one of my coaches once told me that, you know, sometimes it's the subconscious mind that takes over and you're doing things that you don't even, you can't explain why or how or when you decided you were going to do them because the subconscious mind just takes over and you do things that are unbelievable. That's why you see guys break records are broken because they do things that have never been done before. Now, we, of course, have seen catches before, but did you ever see a catch like we did in the Super Bowl this time? Have <laughs> you seen anybody play the position of quarterback like Tom Brady did this time? It just doesn't happen. Every now and then, you know, you, you need that special, special effort, and you get it. And, and those people that play this game, those are what we call transferable skills that we can take those to corporate America and we can help a corporation be better than they've ever been before. We can help them achieve numbers they've never been before. We can help them engage with people that they never thought they could get inside that company to talk to the man or the woman who makes the decision. We can help make your product better. 
We can sell more than you've ever sold before. We can make it better than it's ever been before. But we have to have that opportunity. That's when we come together. And it's interesting because someone said, and I think it was Jerry or no, it wasn't Jerry. It was uh, actually one of the other young men that was there uh, who was one of the speakers. And I can't recall. I just remember hearing it uh, because, of course, I was doing something myself. But he simply said that your network should be a direct contributor to your net worth. Got that one? Your network should be a direct contributor to your net worth. So don't take those people for granted. I used to tell people years ago, uh, particularly once I retired and I stepped back and I looked at the game, I said, football is not a, a contact sport. Contacts are what I have to do business. Football is a collision sport. Your contacts, those are things you need when you need to call upon somebody to, to do a favor or, or to help you with something or to take your business to that next level. Those are contacts. We all got them. We all need to use them. I think I got to take a break. I'm going to do that now. We're going to come back. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And uh, what matters to me, it matters to me that uh, the city of Houston was very hospitable. Uh, they took care of us very, very well. Uh, they're deserving of another Super Bowl if they, uh, if they petition for it, and I'm sure they will get one uh, in the future. But certainly, uh, boy, let's talk a little bit about the game. <laughs> I think people will continue to talk about this game for a long time. Uh, I, for one, am willing to give it up from uh, to that quarterback who is from that school up north. Uh, he, you know, it's one thing about when you when you are with and in the company of professional athletes. Uh, there's sometimes where ego may come into play, but the majority of time, one thing that I think that we're all willing to do is to give credit when credit is deserved. Now, when you're playing the game, it's a little hard because. It's not so much the ego, but it's a it's a level of confidence that you have in yourself that you do not feel that there's anybody on that field, certainly on the other side of the ball, that's better than you. The moment you feel that there's somebody in particular on the other side of the ball from you that is better than you and you're willing to concede to that, then you are about to be waved cut, fired, you know, kicked off the team. To never do that. You never, you, you never want to concede to the fact that there's somebody on the other side of the ball that you are responsible in some form or fashion of, of, of defeating. 
and and you're going to concede that that person is better than you? No, that does that does not happen. And and so certainly, um, what we want to do is we want to recognize that after the game is over, those who are you know, you know, good sportsmen, will give credit where credit is due. And so. And, you know, being a former player, it's easy for us to do it once you step back and you look back on your career and you, and you look at the current players. And that's why I have tremendous respect for current players now. Uh, there's people, you hear people from time to time talk about how the game is, you know, it's not like the way it was, you know, back in the day. Uh, well, I played back in the day, uh, but that's not going to take anything away from the way this game was played. I mean, there's one thing about it. Um, the game, perhaps maybe you don't see the collisions that you see, but it, I don't think there's anybody, and, and I don't know how long you've been watching sports, particularly pro football, but of all the Super Bowls, and I think this was the 51st, 5-1, this was number 51, Super Bowl, uh, I don't think anybody can say that there was a better Super Bowl than this one. And Yet and still we talk about the game has changed, but yet and still we can say that this was the best foot, you know, Super Bowl, best football game played here the way we do in America, and it was the best one ever. So you 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 want to say in in one instance you want to say well football has changed it's not like it used to be back in the day, but then you want to say that this was the greatest Super Bowl ever played. It can't be both. If the game was better back then, then how could this be the best Super Bowl ever played? That just goes to show that, listen, we need to concede that things have changed. The physicality that we used to play with, the reckless abandon and, and all the hits to the head, and things, you, can't, you can't do that anymore. But I've always said this. You can always play football the same way you used to play football in terms of tackling. You only hit throughout a game back in the day. You may come out of a game, and you may have seen, maybe witnessed, if, you, if there were five hits in a game, that's a lot. Normally, I mean, if you think about it, you watch a football game, there's not, you know, five knockouts in a game, five people knocked unconscious. No, you, um, the average game, probably one, maybe two. If you get three people that are knocked unconscious, in one football game, there's, uh, you know, that's very unique. doesn't happen too many times. And so this football game was played like football normally is. There was a lot of tackling going on. I thought Atlanta did a good job early on of tackling the Patriots whenever they caught the ball. They were there right on, the, and they tackled them well. As time went on, mm, they didn't do so good. And I, I can say, you know, early on, Atlanta was on fire. You know, it was like, uh, you, you've seen the commercial, Aaron Rodgers, you know, with this boy in the car. You, Hey, man, it's, 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 uh, your stuff is on fire. Yeah, you better call somebody. Uh, Atlanta was on fire. And, and I think what happened is that somebody did call somebody. They called Tom Brady. And, and I've said this. In fact, I was in the barbershop a couple weeks ago. And for some reason or another, I think that people tend to forget that quarterbacks don't play against quarterbacks. But the only thing the quarterback does do or should do is he should match or exceed the work of the other quarterback if indeed he intends to win. Quarterbacking in my mind, which I used to do a little bit when I was a very young fella, uh, I, I believe that if it's a scoring match. And if he scores, you have to score. You don't, you know, it's not like he's guarding you, you're guarding him, but the defense that you're playing against, the defense he's playing against, and everybody talks about defenses win championships. I believe the team who scores the most points is the team that wins. Now, I love defense. I play, I'm a defensive player. But I also know that the offense tends to score more points, and the team that scores more points is the team that wins. I mean, do the math. It's the team that scores the most points. So whereas you say defense wins championships, then why does the team that has the most points win the game? Because obviously their offense has put them in a position to score more points than the other team. 
And, you know, you got low-scoring games, you got high-scoring games. You know, this one went to overtime. But, again, the team that won was the team that scored the most points. And as a matter of fact, just to go to show you that the points are more important, for some reason or other, we have the system that we don't even give you another chance. If that team scores a touchdown in the overtime first that gets the ball first, the other team doesn't get a chance. It's like, no, we're not going to give you a chance to score again. It's that if they score first and you can't stop them, then they win the game. So I, I, I just, that old argument, and I hear people say it all the time, I do believe in defense, you know, but at the same time, it's the team that scores the most points. Now, interesting enough, in this particular game, the number one offense, the Atlanta Falcons, the number one defense, the Patriots. <laughs> but I think Tom had something to say about that. I think Tom was somewhat insulted you know, about the fact that mm, he's not going to be league MVP, you know, even though he, ca- you know, came with a historic performance that game and, and throughout the year because he missed some games, obviously three or four games he missed. And, you know, I'm sure he felt he should have been. And he, he came in and, you know, we saw how he played. He didn't, it wasn't his best game, not the first half, but the entire game, I'm going to say it was, pick or not. Getting sacked or not. I mean, after all, we, we don't, you know, Tom's not real elusive. But I guarantee you, when he did run, when he scrambled that one time, he's never run that fast in his life. That's the fastest he's ever run in his life. They should have had the clock on it. Wait, wait, what? Tom did what? Did he really? Yeah, it was amazing. You couldn't believe that. And I, 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 I didn't think the, the announcers did enough, you know, a good enough job in emphasizing how fast Tom ran. Because he did. But he, he just, he was, it was amazing. And what's amazing to me, too, is the lack of talk about Gronk was not there. This, this, this man probably reminds me, he, I'm going to tell you the quarterback he reminds me a lot of. And Dan, I got to say it's Dan Marino. Because Dan Marino, like Tom Brady, when he was playing, you had never seen anything like Dan Marino. But the fact of the matter, Dan Marino, you've not seen anything like him. I don't think you've really seen anything like Dan since then. Tom might be the closest thing to it because, again, Dan couldn't run. He, he didn't scramble much. He was very accurate with his passing. But he doesn't have a Hall of Fame receiver. And, and when they say great players make other players better, that's what Tom Brady does with his players. And I'm, I'm, I'm just being honest because I'm not a Tom Brady fan. You all know I attended The Ohio State University. How could I be a Tom Brady fan when he's from that school up north? But the man is good. And so, again, as a former player, I'm going to give credit where credit is due. But he reminds me a lot of Dan Marino. And Dan, whoever would now, <laughs> the, the, the Clayton, you know, uh, hey, man, Mark Clayton and, and Duper, those, I mean, they were damn good receivers, all pro receivers, not Hall of Famers, but Dan Marino's a Hall of Famer, but he didn't have any Hall of Famer receivers. Now, I don't, I'm, you know, that's like, to me, that's like a catch-22. I really don't understand that. That's an oxymoron. How, how can you have a Hall of Fame quarterback, but you don't have Hall of Fame receivers well, who, who was catching the football? I, I just, I don't get it. You know, it's one of those things. But at the same time, you know, when you line up and you're playing against these receivers, you, you know, you stop and you think, you know, well, who do we have the game plan against? Is there a receiver on this team that just has some people a little concerned? You're not scared, but you're a little concerned because they, they, they just have skills. And, you know, they, they can just get open. That's what, that's what you see today with Tom is working with. His receivers, they can, they can get open. And Tom just needs a, a small window to get the ball there. And they, and they can catch. I mean, with the gloves they got now, anybody can catch. But certainly they can catch. And so you just have to think about Tom Brady is not the receivers. Although I will say this. 
Gronk was on his way to perhaps maybe if he doesn't get hurt, if he could stay healthy, he probably could be a Hall of Fame tight end. But th- that really, Amandela, you know, some of the other guys that are out there that, you know, that Tom is playing with, you know, they're good, but, but we know Gronk was his man. And so his, his, you know, he's had, you know, all, you know, you know the guys, he's had them all. But so what? That doesn't make a difference. Tom is just like, line somebody up in that position right there. Put somebody right there. Put, put somebody right there. Put somebody right over here. You, get back here. Okay? No, no, you over there. He doesn't care who it is. He probably doesn't even know their names. That's why I'm not mentioning, he, you know, he doesn't know their names. It's not important to him. It's a position. It's production from the position. You guys know I'm, that's, my, that's my thing. Position, production. So whoever you put in the position, just make sure Tom's the quarterback. He'll handle it. He'll make it happen. you got to give the man credit. And just think about everything he went through this year. Really, we're all human beings. Just think if it were you. You think he was under a lot of pressure? Sure he was under a lot of pressure. You think we think he was guilty of knowing something? Sure he was, know- he was guilty of knowing something. I don't care what you say. All of you people out there listening, let's just be honest about this. The football or not, if he knew the football was deflated or not, okay, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. But I damn sure know this to be true. Not one of you out there is going to destroy your phone just because somebody thinks you know something. So you're going to destroy your phone to the point that you can't access the information from your phone? Of all the things, the telling things that was, you know, a part of this whole deflate gate, which doesn't take anything from Tom because he's proven he don't care how the balls are deflated or inflated. So what? But the fact, the guilt for me was when he destroyed his phone. We lose our minds when we can't find our phone for like 30 seconds. Like right now, where the hell is my phone at? Oh, okay. It's right here. Okay. But... Come on, who destroys their phone intentionally? So to me, that, that was kind of, mm, that was the, you know, tell all, you know, and, and, and left, they thought the wife was going to see something, you know, that some information was going to be revealed, but I, I don't know about that. But I do know nobody in their right minds today destroys their phone because somebody Wants to take a look at him. I think I got to take a break here. I'm going to take a break. Even if I'm ahead of schedule, I'm going to take a break. We're going to come back. You listen to Rail, the Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. We're talking about the GOAT, the greatest of all time in football at quarterback, Tom Brady. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on The Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. What does matter is those folks down in the city of Houston, Texas, 
did an outstanding job of hosting Super Bowl 51. I enjoyed myself. I'm pretty sure everybody who was in attendance, uh, certainly at least my uh, 31 uh, former um, you know, colleagues, alumni, uh, peers uh, who were at the Player Networking event. That's 31 I have on paper. There's a lot more that were there. Uh, those folks that were there, of course, from uh, Toyota was there. They enjoyed themselves. Squawker and uh, Deb Grubkowski. I'm going to pronounce that one time. I'm going to get it right. Um, uh, they did an outstanding job. Uh, happy that they were there. Um, uh, Hannah did an outstanding job, too. It was there. And uh, my daughter, Gabrielle Ellis did an outstanding job of assisting me there in the broadcast and, and working with those folks as a volunteer, um, assisting us with, uh, with our PR and uh, making sure that uh, those um, players that we interviewed, and we did, we, yeah, we got so many great interviews from guys. I, I tell you what, to listen to somebody who has uh, set their mind on a goal as in a very early stage of their life, and then to hear them tell the story of how they went about it and how they were, you know, faced with adversity from time to time. Uh, then there were times when there was a tremendous amount of success, but then there were some other challenges. And, and just the ability to overcome that and, and see your dream come true. Now, there was, there was I think it was Jeff Saturday today. Uh, on the Big Boy Show, Stephen A. Smith and those guys. And maybe, maybe it wasn't with Stephen and those guys. But, but somebody asked on one of the Big Boy Shows, they asked him, when it comes to the Super Bowl, would you want to experience something like Atlanta did and playing a game that, you know, you were up and it seemed like everybody thought you were going to win and then you were, somebody came back and beat you or would you just prefer not to play in a game like that and play in a championship game where you did really, really well, but you didn't make it to the Super Bowl? Well, I don't know if Jeff experienced the playing really, really well in a championship game and not making it to the Super Bowl. I know he played in a game of which they lost in New Orleans, and, and Jeff, of course, has won a Super Bowl championship Um but I can tell you this, Jeff, no, 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 you're wrong. There is nothing in the world um, as disheartening as it is to play extremely well in a championship game and not make it to the Super Bowl. One of my friends, Charlie Weatherspoon, I'll never forget him, my mentor as I was a high school freshman at Canton McKinley High School. Of course, home of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. We always tell people it's on our campus. Um, by the way, they're about to complete a hundred million. No, I'm sorry. Yes, I'm right. Hundred million dollars stadium. Hundred million dollars stadium for high school football. Oh my God, is it going to be off the chain? Ken McKinley, Pro Football Hall of Fame stadium. But. Let me just say this, Jeff, no. Spoon told me once the next best thing to playing the game and winning is playing the game and losing because some people never get to play the game. That experience that the Atlanta Falcons feel right now, I know they hate it. Oh, they hate it with a passion. Getting punched in the gut, no, it ain't like getting punched in the gut. It's like getting punched in those two things that you got that's up under your gut. That's what it's like. I've never felt, but I felt it in the AFC Championship game twice. Of course, I'm talking about the drive and the fumble. No, no, Jeff. I want to know what it's like to go to that Super Bowl. I don't have championship rings. I, you know, when you go to the Super Bowl, you get a Super Bowl championship ring or you get a, a conference championship ring, but you get a ring. I don't have a ring. I love my wedding band I've had for 30-something years my wife gave me. But I don't have a Super Bowl ring. So would I rather have played in a Super Bowl and either got blown out or played in the Super Bowl and we, it went down like it did than this past Super Bowl? One or the other, I don't give a damn. I just, I'm living my life, never have played in that game. And my whole life, all my dreams, they're incomplete because I never got to play in that game. So I'm going to disagree with you, Mr. Saturday, and I respect you a lot. But you're wrong about that one, Jeff. 
You're wrong about that one. There's not a guy who ever played pro football that doesn't wish he could have played in one Super Bowl. I played for the Cleveland Browns. The team has never played in one Super Bowl. God bless Jim Brown and all the other fellows that played in the championship game before there was a Super Bowl. But a Super Bowl? Never have they played in one. Never have they won one. Impossible to win one you never played in one. No. Atlanta Falcons, they enjoy a a very distinguished uh, title uh, of inclusion as a team that played in the greatest Super Bowl ever. The next best thing to playing the game and winning is playing the game and losing. But they got a chance to play the game. So you can't ever win if you don't play. So I could have never won a Super Bowl because I never played in the Super Bowl. But at least the opportunity, the chance to, to, to win one because you get to play in one, Oh, my God. I wish that was never taken away from me. So, Mr. Saturday, you're wrong on that one. (laughs) You're you're just wrong on that. And you can ask all of us out here who've never played in a Super Bowl, would we want to play in the game? Even if we knew we were going to lose it, would we have liked to play in the Super Bowl? I bet you 99.99999% would say yes. So, I just wanted to clear that up. Now, Along with the Super Bowl, there's something else that goes along with that, too. And, I, and, and I'm just going to spend a little time on one particular person. And then I'm, I'm probably at the last segment. I'll probably go and, and do as I should do and, and spend more time talking about everybody else. But, but, but certainly right now, what I, what I want to do is I want to spend a little time talking about my man, T.O., I'm a T.O. fan. I, I, I play for the Philadelphia Eagles. How could I not be a T.O. fan? I mean, T.O. helped take us to, you know, was on the team that, that took us to the second Super Bowl we ever went to. And, you know, gave it all he had. He was injured and came back and gave everything he had. Now, now here's the thing about it. I don't know why. And here's the thing about the Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame is a place where all the memories are stored. (laughs) The Hall of Fame employees are not the ones that are determining who is going to be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You can do the research. You can find who they are. I think there is some, you know, certainly there is uh, some sports writers that are involved. Now, let me just say this. I think it's wrong when you may have opinion about something and you expressing your personal opinion about something is going to affect you down the road of something that could be positive. Now, and I guess I'm trying to find a way to describe how I feel about what's happening to T.O. Because I think it's perhaps maybe some of the things that he said maybe off the field And let me just say this, anything that he did on the field that may have been, in some people's mind, drawing attention away from the team and more to him, that is why pro football is one of the most lucrative sports, if not the most lucrative sport in the world. I think soccer is a little bit more because soccer is truly global. People play soccer Everywhere. They don't play American football like we do here everywhere in the world. Soccer is global. But let me just say this. For what it is, there's nothing more popular than pro football. Part of the reason it is as entertaining as it is is because athletes with a little bit of personality every now and then are able to reveal that personality in such a way of a celebration or some type of demonstration and people either love it or they love to hate it but it draws an emotion from people as a result it becomes interesting and today it does what we call trends so it's trending T.O. In my mind, I believe, is being punished 
Because even before trending was popular, he was trending. It's like, you know, that, that thing back in the day where they say, uh, you know, cribs. Well, before cribs, I knew a little bit about cribs. Okay? So, so, so T.O. is being punished, I believe, because it can't be about the numbers. Look at the man's numbers. Look at his performance. He, 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 there's certain categories across the board. He's in the top five. Some of them top three. Some of them top two. Some of them, you know. He may be close to leading, if not leading. I think Jerry Rice, you know, but you know what I'm saying. There are receivers that are in the Hall of Fame that Teal's got better numbers than them. So, so why is he being punished? And he's not a first ballot. This wasn't the first ballot. I think this was the second time. And then what happens after a few times, then you have to wait. And you become a senior guy, like my man Kenny Easley going in. And let me just say, for those out there who do not know who Kenny Easley is, please, if you call yourself a football, you know, expert, connoisseur, whatever, Google, whatever, do please Google Kenny Easley and find game tapes, not just highlights, because anybody could put together a highlight film and look like a Hall of Famer. Find game tapes. Kenny bought heat throughout the entire game. I know the man. Same age. I couldn't make the Pro Bowl because of Kenny. I couldn't make the Pro Bowl because of Ronnie Lott. You know, these are people that I'm, I'm, I'm giving it up to these men. Ronnie is the only player in my life that I would say, you know, I, hey, okay, well, I, I take Ronnie Lott over me. I guess I got to say I take Kenny Easley over me too because they were balling. And, but we, was bringing, we were bringing heat. That's a generation where we could bring some heat. And I'm telling you, if you don't, you're probably young enough that you know T.O. So stand up for T.O. But if you don't know Kenny Easley, you, can, you need to do a little research. Google Kenny Easley. Look for video highlights of Ken, games of Kenny Easley. That's when football, as they say, you know, back in the day. So I, I, I just, <laughs> I'm going to do all that I can to try to help T.O. get in. Can't do much. But I'm going to do all that I can. I think I got to take a break. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. But I think I will because it's about that time. And then we'll come back and we'll talk about the other Hall of Famers. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. You hear that music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And what matters to me, again, uh, I want to talk about the Super Bowl in Houston of 2017, a uh, particular player networking event. Uh, my experience was that those folks just rolled out the red carpet for us. Uh, it was um, 
it, to say that it was good is, 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 is not doing it any justice. It did a great job. And uh, I think we're at Houston Community College. I hope that's right. I hope I didn't get that wrong. So you folks over there, you did an outstanding job. Uh, the players watch party. Oh, my God. You know, uh, sometimes, you know, it's kind of hard uh, to be a fan of the game. And and not enjoy the fellas and and it was just so many guys here, man. It, you know, it was it was an outstanding uh, venue. Uh, the food was outstanding. Uh, the camaraderie with the guys was outstanding. Uh, the game was <laughs> the greatest of all time. Uh, so it was just it was just a very good job. So uh, anyway, uh, let let me just say this. I I want to take time out to uh, talk a little bit about uh, those folks that will be. Coming to my hometown that we are going to allow into my hometown, which is the Hall of Fame City, Canton, Ohio. Um, and it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very, very good class, man. It, it's a very, very good tr- class. Uh, we got two things that are, you know, a little surprising here. Uh, I think they do it, but every now and then. Is, uh, but they do have a contributor. That contributor is Jerry Jones. Jerry is going to be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I think Jerry may be one of the few people that was standing, if you will, meaning still involved on a day-to-day basis in the league when he uh, was inducted. Uh, I, th- there was a coach from, oh, man, I can't believe it. I'm having a football moment because he is from the Ohio State University, secondary coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers, was actually inducted while he was a member of the team uh, on the coaching staff. Um, and, uh, and and Jerry is the most recently that I remember that happening to. And so congratulations to Jerry Jones. Jerry's did an outstanding job. He, he, he really has. He's an outstanding businessman. He's done so much to take these teams uh, to the next level, and particularly the value of these teams. Most teams are valued at about a billion dollars or above uh, on an average, and uh, Jerry's, you know, certainly contributed to that. So, you know, and he's done uh, a lot of things to uh, help the fans and their enjoyment. Certainly when you come to Jerry's world, he wants to make sure that you have an experience unlike anything else. And then he's doing a good job down there in Frisco, of course, I know because I have family down there. Shout out to, uh, uh, of course, DeAndrea. And, um, and of course, um, uh, the family is down there. Um, and uh, But anyway... Uh, Jerry Jones has uh, done an outstanding job, and uh, he's uh, deserving of being in. There's a kicker going in. This is what's so unusual. But, but a kicker? I, I may, maybe it's the age, you know, but, but kicking is one of those things. You know, there was actually an extra point that was missed in the Super Bowl. You know, and you're thinking, you know, that, that could have made a difference in the game. May have. Who knows? But I'll tell you what. Um, it didn't really at the end. It didn't make a difference because, of course, they came back uh, and, and won. They being the Patriots, but Morton Anderson, uh, Morton played forever and ever, and then ever again, and then ever also, and then ever again, and ever again. That's why he's in. You know, if you can play from 1982 to 2007, that's forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. He might be a great grandfather when he was playing. So uh, shout out to Morton. He, de- he, he deserves it. I told you about my man Kenny Easley. <laughs> don't, don't go nowhere near him on the field, certainly. Let me just say this. See, one thing that I have noticed about football uh, that has certainly changed, and, and I, I've, I've shared this on the show a few times, I'm one of those guys where I've asked the coach a couple times, Coach, can I have just, can I get one? And, you know, one what? Well, you know, I need to get just one personal file. And uh, if I get that personal file, then, uh, you know, then somebody's going to feel a little pain. But that pain helps you when, you know, when that person's going across the middle. They might be looking for you the next time and they might take that. They don't, they don't concentrate as well. They might drop a pass. So I, that's one thing. I'm not advocating violence, but I am advocating for taking a shot every now and then. Don't hit them too hard, but hit them hard enough to know don't come back down this way. I don't know if you use your helmet, you use your form, but you, you put some fear in them to, you know, oh, well, he, he willing to take a 15-yard penalty. He willing to take $25,000 fine, $50,000 fine. I don't know if I want to go that way. Do some of that, man. You need some of that. That could have helped, you know, Atlanta in this game. Uh, but Kenny would have did it. Kenny's, Kenny's in the Hall of Fame. 
Congratulations. Uh, Jason Taylor. Jason, man, Jason probably had more sacks than, than <laughs> Jason just was a sack machine. Enjoy watching him play, you know. He, Jason was very athletic. And, and I think he was a starter of the long, lanky, athletic defensive lineman that could get in and sack quarterbacks. Jason's deserving because what he did, particularly with the Dolphins, um, and later on with the Redskins and the Jets, but, you know, with the Dolphins, yeah, he was definitely it. Um, LaDainian Thompson, LT as they call him, as we call him. LT the man. <laughs> uh, the only thing about it is a Super Bowl championship. But that just goes to show you that everybody doesn't have to win a Super Bowl to get into the Hall of Fame. But LT was a man, and, 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 and I think that, you know, if it weren't for some, I, I don't know, I don't, I don't know the ins and outs, but, you know, that, that man was never supposed to wear another uniform. It was supposed to be the Chargers, and that was supposed to be it. There was never supposed to be a Jets uniform on his back. You know, it's just, that's the politics, that's the business. I like to call it business. I don't want to say politics. Business. Business of football. Business of sports. It was about the business. Okay? So, um, and one other, Kurt Warner. Now, <laughs> the greatest show on turf. So, I, you know, I, I guess I'm going to be, I uh, guess I'll be right back there getting a chance to see my old coach, uh, Dick Vermeil, Because, uh, of course, you know, if Kurt goes in, you know, that's kind of hard because, again, one of the other greatest games in pro football Super Bowls was one against the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Arizona Cardinals. And Kirk Warner played in that football game. But the greatest show on turf, that that man, that that they were something. I mean they, they were something and 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 I was happy to see them to win a Super Bowl. And so, you know, Dick Vermeil, who was here to see uh, Orlando Pace get inducted from the Ohio State University this past summer, is going to be right back in the seats, in the stands to see Kirk get his induction uh, accolades. And uh, I'll be, it'll be good for me to see the coach. And it's, it's good to know that uh, Kirk is getting a chance. Kirk's got a, a, a tremendous story, uh, but he indeed is, is deserving. Um, good quarterback, damn good quarterback. As a matter of fact, uh, when they came here, when he came here, I guess they thought he was, he was done with, thought he was going to be a, a backup to Matt Liner. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, fooled you guys. Uh, Kurt still has some, and I, and I, I shoot, man, I knew from the beginning. Yeah, Kurt ain't dried up. It's almost like them saying Tom Brady's dried up. Well, Kurt's not Tom Brady, but guess what? He's in that conversation because he's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame now. Tom is just waiting to go in. Thank you so much for joining me. I had a great time. I hope you had a great time. Tune in next week. In fact, you guys can call me next week, 888-346-9144. You've been listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network, and I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thank you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel.